Welcome back to Basically Anxious, your favorite Zillennial podcast. Hello, guys. Happy New Year and happy season three of the podcast. Oh, my God. Um, We are so excited to be back. We are back and better than ever. And today we're just going to do a little bit of a catch up, a little chat, see what we've been up to over the past it's like been a month at this point. Yeah. Um, and then in classic Lynn and Shosh fashion, we're just gonna catch up on some pop culture tea and talk about what's going on in the in the pop culture world these days. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, let's just talk about what's been going on. Yeah. How's life? We've it's it re- seriously has been a full month, which is yeah. insane. Like almost like, to the day it's been a full month. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like so much and also nothing at all, which I think mm-hmm. is like really spot on for like that month of like mid December to mid January, yes. um, already hitting my like new year slump. Um, like it is so, there's such good energy, like the first two weeks. And then you mm-hmm. like realize you're just, this is, we're back into the regular routine. And then you're like, yeah, oh, life's tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I was home for a little bit. Um, I extended my trip. So I was there like a full three weeks or maybe a little bit more than three weeks, um, mm-hmm. which was really nice. And I had like crazy anxiety um, when I was home and like just one didn't want to leave, um, mm-hmm. which is really weird because if you know my backstory, you know that I like lived at home for a full year was like ready to go um by that year mark but like I've talked about with a few of my friends and I really feel like what it comes down to is like as you start to get older you just like feel like how fast life starts moving um Mm -hmm. especially when you hit your mid-20s you're just like whoa like Mm -hmm. everything needs to slow down I'm 12 years old like yeah I this isn't real like it's weird it's such a weird disassociation um and when you get an opportunity to just like check out from the world around you and like be in a little pretend world where nothing can like bother you or touch you and you don't have to have any plans. You don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to like do your own like cooking or grocery shopping or like whatever. Um, when life just like slows down and gets so much easier, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to want to stay in that little bubble and cocoon, um, for as long as possible. And so I was talking to my friend, Anna, and she's, you know, in a similar situation. And she was just like, yeah, it feels like you're in a play world. Like you're literally like Mm -hmm. pretend you're in a pretend world right now. That's not real. And you, why would you want to leave that when the real world is like so tough? So I, I think that's probably where my anxiety is coming from. It is some of the worst anxiety I've had in over a year and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm still definitely working through some of the residual of that. But like, you know, the day in the life of an anxious gal, right? That's you're mm-hmm. basically anxious. What do you expect? Um, so yeah, I like didn't do anything over the holiday weekend. I just like truly enjoyed being in my like New York bubble, mm-hmm. um, like getting it literally, I swear to God, last week, like the week um, right before uh, this three day weekend was felt five years long to me. <laughs> I remember the, 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 la- the, the last time I've had a week that has felt that long. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was very much in need of this three-day weekend. But um, yeah, so I'm still getting adjusted to be back in New York, back in the swing of things. Um, 
trying to get into routine. I was telling Lynn that like my goal this year, this month is to really just like get that routine on lock. I know that I thrive in a routine. I know that I like a routine. I know I'm good at sticking to a routine once I get it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to really add to the quality of my life. And I just want this year to like be better than it last year was. And um, so already off to a good start. We'll see how it goes later this week, but we're, we're doing good. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really, I mean, I I've talked about my room so much. I've made so much progress, but like I, I, once I like made like 70% of progress, like I, you know, my room 70% done, I was like, okay, I can take a break. And now I'm like, ready. Like I, I want to finish the last little piece. It just feels like you're like, you're like safe haven, you're oasis around every corner. And you're like, it's beautiful. It's everything I want. It's me to a T. Mm -hmm. Um, it is fun because like, I feel like at the beginning of, um, my move to New York, I really, truly like had no idea what my personal style was. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what my fashion style was, my makeup, my hair, like everything. Like I didn't know what anything was anymore. And I was like, how am I going to decorate a whole room when mm-hmm. I don't even know what like my personal style is. And I really like, I spend hours coming through like ideas and designs and stuff like that. And I really think I'm finding my personal style through, mm-hmm. um, designing my room and my bathroom. And I think it's fun. Sorry. I'm going on like a total tangent here, but I think it's fun. I'm really lucky to have my own bathroom because mm-hmm. I get to design two rooms basically. So they could be yeah. two totally different vibes. Like I can, you know, I feel like most people have two very different sides of them and it's mm-hmm. really hard to find which side you want to follow for like your room. Yeah. So two different vibes. So, um, I don't have any updates right now, but I have like a bunch of things and a bunch of shopping carts and I'm still trying to like, what are like some of the main things that you feel like you need to finish your room? Yes. So I want to, um, my, like right behind me, I have this like, you know, book case Mm -hmm. bookshelf. I don't know what you would call this. Um, and it's my like pride and joy. It's so freaking cute. And I love it it's the most expensive piece of furniture I own. And I really just want to like style it. Like I want it to look really cute. Um, I need to get, I want like little finishing touches that like really bring it together. So I need to get like a curtain for my closet. I want to get like Mm -hmm. a light switch cover. Um, I want to get like a cue, like, um, like wall hooks to put up my purses. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to get like some mirror, like decor wall pieces to like put on like spots of like really blank parts of my wall. Um, and yeah, just like finishing touches of mm-hmm. things, which mm-hmm. oddly takes so much brain power, but, um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. And I feel like I never allowed myself to really invest in a space before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is the first time I'm doing it and that's how I'm justifying spending all this time and money on it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like too, like having that mindset of like this, like really being like true to like your new personal style and just like overall, just like aesthetic of the life that you want to live. I feel like because you are taking all this time and like putting all of this like effort and money into it, it's like, it should be representative of like long-term you. So I feel like it's worth it to like invest in all those things and like your well-being. So that's very exciting. And I can't wait to see the final product. I will. I'm, I will send you lots. I will need lots of opinions. Um, and yeah, COVID's back in full swing, mm-hmm. um, especially in New York. Um, literally within like a few days before I was leaving to go home, so like mid December, 
I think I flew out on the 16th. Shit hit the fan um, like really hard here. And it was like post Santa Con. I think I remember texting you and I was wa- I was leaving work in the middle of lunch. I was leaving the office being like, this is insane. Like I, this mm-hmm. is really wild to watch happen. Like it was just like the, like every corner of the street had like COVID testing sites, lines wrapped around the corners, just- like sucks that yeah. like, it's, I don't know. I had a, we already had to cancel plans, travel plans with friends coming out and, and everything but anywho oh i had like four people text me today being like get your free at home tests i don't know if you saw that yes um, and i got them right away nice um yeah i ordered mine today so go to what is it usps's website um, yeah and you just do it through their website yeah okay um well let's see what has been going on with me i agree with you I feel like the last just like month that we've been gone has just been like the weirdest sense of time Mm -hmm. and I feel like so I remember it was like new year's and I think we both texted each other and we were both just like wow like this is like the first year in a while where like I'm just really excited for the new year like it actually like a fresh start it actually feels like something I'm looking forward to and I feel like that is still really true after we're almost like through the month of January like yes it's a weird time but it's also been really good and I too went home for the holidays which was really really nice I got to spend time with my family in New Mexico and kind of just like Josh was talking about live in that kind of like non-reality and just like pass the days by literally doing nothing and it was great and it was perfect um definitely I was there for like the right amount of time I think I was very ready to come home to Seattle and just kind of like get back to my life um and since I've been back things have been really good um you know again not a lot has actually been going on like it feels like it feels like things are very mundane but like in the best way possible like I'm very content with how mundane things are but um I got my hair cut at the beginning of the new year which has been like a great way for my like personal confidence like a good (laughs) way to start the year um I feel so good it's very short now and it's exactly what I wanted so that's been I feel like that's the most exciting piece of news I have to share um but I finally got out of my book slump I was really like I wouldn't say I was burnt out from reading. I just like couldn't find anything that I wanted to read, if that makes sense. Um, so I feel like I'm finally out of that. And I set my Goodreads goal this year for a hundred books. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to go. I, I think I can do it. I really think I can. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be like mad at myself if I don't do it, but I was like, I'm good. just going to aim high. <laughs> you know how I feel about book goals. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a fan, but I support you 1 million percent. Yes. And I think, I mean, like you said, like it's less about the goal and more just like, I want to be able to like read a lot and like having that number there is like a nice yeah. motivation, but I'm not going to like scream and cry if I don't make that goal. I guess people, for some people, maybe this is similar to you. It's like, feels good to like check off the list. Yeah. Like you've accomplished yeah. something fun. Mm-hmm. 
And for yeah, a lot and of I just crossing things off a list is really fun. So I, yeah, I exactly. Like, that. I love the feeling of like reading a book on Goodreads and then seeing it go into your list of the books <laughs> you read. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so satisfying. So, yeah, it's definitely about that like instant gratification, like good feeling of like, wow, I just finished a book. Yeah. And then like going on gre- Goodreads is like validating. I Anyways, some, I actually have a question uh-huh. on Goodreads. Yeah. So I'm not on Goodreads not my thing but um most people are who like are Mm -hmm. avid readers and I so I started going on there to like read book like um Mm -hmm. summaries and like reviews and stuff like that and then TikTok was telling me like when your favorite book is blah 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 and then you go on Goodreads and it has like three stars and like it's full of comments bashing it is it Mm -hmm. true that like people in book or Goodreads just like hate every book and like notoriously rate books really low I have not that found not that to experience? be true. Okay. I've, I've like found like, I mean, some books, I mean, that are obviously bad. Like people, like people are, I think at least the reviews that I read, people are very honest on Goodreads. Obviously you don't ever agree with like every single person's right. opinion, but I feel like there are, there's a very good balance of like positive and negative reviews on there. And like, mm-hmm. if a book is very good, it usually like the reviews are pretty true to um the the quality of the book so I have not found it to be like biased or people just like going on there and like consistently okay bashing books like I actually find it to be very helpful okay so great 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 great. so um yeah but let's see what else I'm still very much in Korean drama land I don't (laughs) think I've watched an American tv show like literally since last year I have a question for you um okay so I told you I started watching what is it called something landing crash landing on you yes on Uh Netflix and it's really good my issue is is that you have because it's subtitles it's not like Mm -hmm. there's no like there's no English overlay like on it um so you have to watch like there's no multitasking like you Mm -hmm. are watching the show and that's it yeah do you do that for most of these like K dramas that you watch? Is it just subtitles, or do you watch any that have like the like English um, overlay? So they all have subtitles, <laughs> and it's all like I have wow. to like not be on my phone. And it's honestly been oh, really good for me. Yeah, because I'm sure. I I usually watch them like before I go to bed or like when I'm like winding down for the day, and it's a really nice way. Like I will just like plug my phone out in the hallway and then just like go watch my show. And it's like a really nice way to just like disconnect from like my email and like Instagram and just like enjoy the show I'm watching. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do still have my phone. And then whenever that happens, I literally have to use that rewind 10 button like so many times. Cause I'm like, I know I (laughs) just miss something. And so I'm like, that's like the annoying part. But it's honestly been really good. And I feel like it's been good for, like, my um, attention span as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sh- Our attention span um, is so short nowadays. So I'm sure it's really good. Yeah. So I've kind of just, like, made it, like, be part of, like, my routine. Yeah. Like, now when I watch the show and I just know how to, like, compartmentalize it, though. Sure. Um, yeah, I went to an Orange Theory class yesterday for the first time. Oh and I... I feel like I've always very much enjoyed group fitness classes. Like, I think they're so fun. I love, like, having, like, the external motivation. So I've been, like, wanting to get back into them. And 
I don't know, like, I guess yesterday being like a day that we had off, I was like, what else am I going to do? So I was like, I'm going to book myself an orange theory class at seven 30 in the morning. And I went and it was so hard, but it was so good. I'm so sore today. Like I can't even like bend down, but it was really, really good. And it made me feel very motivated. Um, I've decided I'm going to try out Barry's boot camp also and F45 and then like decide which one I like the best. So I'm going to Barry's boot camp tomorrow. Please keep me in your thoughts. Um, Wow. I've had a lot of friends go to F45 and love it. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard too. Yeah. So I'll report back you. on I which one this. I end up liking, yeah. but I'm very excited and it felt good to like, I don't know, work out not in my home. Totally, so yeah. that was good. And then I guess the last update I'll share is that Luke and I are going wedding food tasting this <gasps> week and I'm so excited and it feels like all the wedding stuff is finally happening and it's like so crazy. And after we like decide on our like vendor for the food, that's when we can kind of, that'll like direct how we spend the rest of our money. So I'm very excited for this and I can't wait and I can't wait to taste the food and just have a good time and kick things off. So give us a sneak peek. Like what type of food are you tasting? What's your, like, you don't have to share, but I'm very curious, like what you envision for the food part of your wedding. Um, we definitely gave them like when we were trying to find people, we said we wanted kind of like Italian inspired, like, I don't know, just like kind of like more like European food. Mm -hmm. Um, so the one thing that I am looking most forward to trying is they had these like little mushroom toasts as like an appetizer and you know how I feel about my mushroom toast. Yeah. So I hope those are really good. Okay. (laughs) Excited for you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But Um, that is all in my life. Yay. No, there's one last thing here. And I looked up these (laughs) shoes. So I have an opinion. Share with the class. <laughs> okay. So I have been looking at these sneakers for like weeks now, and they are currently on the Aritzia website. They are the Solomon XT6 sneakers. They're on back order until like end of March. So I'm, I want to buy them if I'm going to buy them before the like pre-order runs out, because I don't want this to be one of those situations, like the New Balance 550s, where now literally the only way I could ever get those is if I paid like $500 on StockX, which I'm not going to do. And I'm scared that's what's going to happen to these. But these sneakers are literally the definition of like ugly cute. Like I'm, I have a feeling Shosh is going to hate these. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Um, they're like so ugly, but I like really like them. <laughs> and I think I could style them really cute. I've already like planned outfits that I would wear with them if I was going to get them. Okay. I just don't know, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a hard time because I feel like this could potentially be one of those things that I've just like seen so much in my social media that I'm like, that I've convinced myself it's cute. And now I'm like, can I even differentiate if I actually think it's cute or what? But I don't know. I just keep coming back to them mm-hmm. and I'm very drawn to them. Yeah. Well, tell me what you think. So I, I have so many thoughts. One living in New York, I'm loving this whole like comfy shoes being like fashionable. Like I'm loving that because like all you want to wear in New York is like sneakers. So I do love that concept of like really dweeby Mm -hmm. shoes, like being cute and popular. Um, 
I think it's really smart that you like planned outfits because you're like, okay, if I'm going to, you know, spend the money on it and invest in something like this, like how is it going to fit into my wardrobe, my life? And then I see the value of like just having fun with fashion and not really overthinking Mm -hmm. whether it's like super, who cares if it's fashionable for four months, you know, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's the like environmental implications of that. But aside from that, I think that there's a lot of value in just having fun with fashion. Yeah. Given all of that, these shoes are ugly as hell. Like, <laughs> I first okay, first, like I need you to clarify which ones that you would get because like there's definitely a spectrum of them. I would get the ones that you're holding up right now. Okay. So the ones with like the blue, there's like yeah. a little bit of yellow, a little bit gold, like neutral tones. Of all the ones that are listed here, these are my favorite. So if you do get them, I approve of these ones. The black ones, no. I, like Oh my God. No, I would never wear the black ones. Uh, like, no. <laughs> um, like I'm not cool enough to pull out the, pull off the black. Ones. I don't even like those. I don't like the white I would, either. I would want the ones that you had pulled up. Yeah. Those I, I, I could maybe get with, mm-hmm. even though they're ugly, I could maybe get with, um, they just look like, they look like wet shoes. Like, <laughs> no, like they look like keens, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I gotta seem like you because see I'm just me wearing those with like a little white like cap sleeve baby tee my favorite light Levi's jeans and like those sneakers yeah you look like a granola girl which is like okay because I like, live in Seattle yeah which is so funny because like I feel like you've been running from the granola lifestyle for so many years and now you're like just like the the fashion I'm trends are bringing you back it <laughs> I will talk yeah. about that later. I have some opinions on this actually. So okay. Okay. I'm okay. excited to talk about this. Oh, I, yeah, I know you're getting at. Okay. Let's get into it then. Awesome. Yes. Sorry. Is that, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's Amazing. everything. Okay. So should we just start with that one then? Or yes. Just, uh, let's, let's well, yeah. Since okay. I'm already feeling like heated about yeah, this. Let's go. Give your opinion. I want to call out the amount <laughs> of TikToks that I have seen probably in the last two weeks of air quotes like fashion girlies on tiktok hyping up the patagonia cinchilla fleece <laughs> snap hoodie zip zip up things that i literally like that is what i wanted when i was moving from new mexico to washington to go to college like i was like oh my god that is the epitome of the pacific northwest like um And it wasn't, like, cool by any means. It was just, like, what you wore. And you, like, literally every single girl in my college class had, like, five of those sweaters because they were just that. Anyways, the amount of TikToks I've seen in the past week of fashion girlies styling these, like, no hate, no hate. Like, I'm not hating. I'm just, like, I think it's funny. Like, I'm just kind of, like, LOL. When did, like, L.L. Bean, Patagonia, north face become like everyone's like like when did that become like the brand that everyone wanted to wear Mm -hmm. when like I've been in granola land the whole time trying not to wear that (laughs) yeah I mean and like I just think it's funny like there's like I said like no hate I just think it's funny yeah because I'm like I see these things and I'm like lol that reminds me of when I was going to my like psychology 101 class like (laughs) doing the bare minimum yeah yeah you know what I mean and yes, then I look 100%. up on Depop and I see people selling these freaking sweaters for like two hundred dollars mm-hmm. I mean they're not like cheap items like Patagonia is not cheap in general but I'm just like yeah. this is funny I just yeah yeah 
Okay. So I would like to second that. Um, I growing up in the Bay area, um, it was definitely more granola than I think people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, especially where I was Patagonia was cool. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the difference though. Like Patagonia was like, cool to wear and like people were wearing those like the cinchella is that how you say the cinchella sweatshirts Mm -hmm. um and I was never a Patagonia girly I for sure wanted to be um but like when I say like Patagonia was cool it was cool in the way that like wearing like your like Uggs and your like Lululemon was cool like you're cool but like it's not cute so right, right. it's I think not the like the difference a, yeah. now is like it's literally fashionable and that's the part that gets me like that's the part that's really funny to me um you know who specifically came to mind when you were talking about this is tinks she wears a lot of really? like re like i don't want to say knockoff because they're not uh-huh. knockoff but like they're like different versions of that style fleece jacket with like really yeah. fun patterns and prints and um they're like Patagonia prices, but it's, I don't think it's technically Patagonia. I don't know. Um, so I, I sympathize with you very much that it's really mm-hmm. funny. Um, but it's, it's different too, because I mean, Seattle is just so much more granola than like uh-huh. the area was, but, um, but I hear you when you were, Lynn wrote Patagonia becoming cool and quotes. And I was <laughs> like, I, I hadn't even put two and two together, but you're, I feel for you. I really do. Yeah. I really just like get a kick out of it. Yeah. It's the same way like Uggs are cool again. It's like, okay, well, they were cool less than 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And now we're coming from two girls who just bought the ultra mini. So like, yeah, the same girl who's like, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to get these nerdy wet shoes. Yeah. So like we can talk shit because we're the girls. <laughs> yeah, we're those girls. Like, we're those girls. Watch me next week literally buy an, a new Patagonia sweater yeah. <laughs> after I literally donated all of my Patagonia the moment I graduated college. Um. Okay, can we talk about the Hype House show? I have a lot to say about this. So I watched part of it when I was still at home and then I finished it over the weekend. Actually finished it today. Um, but not at all what I expected. I've got to give them credit given that like they had to edit all of Jack and Sienna stuff out Mm -hmm. of the show. Um, they did a really good job and I, it was better than I expected. It was produced better than I expected. And it was a lot heavier than I expected. Okay. Like heavier in what way? They really deep dived into like half of the people's like life and their mm-hmm. their history and like where they came from. And like the common thread in all of this is that they all of these kids came from like really fucked up like backgrounds, mm-hmm. like had really, really tough lives. Um, and I mean, these kids are much younger than us. And so for them to have such a tough life at that age mm-hmm. is like kind of shocking. I think it kind of accomplished what maybe like the D'Amelio shit show did mm. where, like they really showed like the the human behind this person you know internet persona given what they were working with I think they did a really good job and that sounds shocking but like they filmed it probably right that like right over the curve mm-hmm. right as they were starting to go downhill just the slightest tiny 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 little bit mm-hmm. um 
And then we're filming during that entire process where they were pretty much falling apart, where the hype yeah. was like not mm-hmm. a thing anymore and not popular and mm-hmm. was irrelevant to TikTok. And TikTok had blown up so in such an extreme way that the hype house was like almost irrelevant mm-hmm. at this point. Okay. Yeah. I think de- I mean I definitely want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's it'll be like one of those things, you know, where like it just kind of happens in the moment and you're like, okay, I guess like you, ha- you it's just like one of those perfect moment things and you're like, totally. okay, that's what I'm gonna watch right now. Should we talk about the hottest topic of today, of literally the day that we're filming this, January 18th? Um, the Call Her Daddy podcast. Yeah, with Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah. I that TikTok um, the teaser for it came across my for you page yesterday and I immediately mm-hmm. sent it to Lynn and was like what the hell like yeah w- what like never in a million years could I have predicted this um no. is this a good idea really truly I mean that's the debate right now um I will not listen to this podcast like I no, I'm not gonna listen to it either I will get all my information from yes, TikTok I correct. refuse to act to listen to the actual episode yes same. That's exactly how I feel. So maybe we can help our, you know, other people by communicating what we know. Um, from what I've heard from the folks who have watched it and listened to it is that it was a lot about Jamie Lynn. Just, I mean, there's two parts to it, right? So like mm-hmm. the first part is Jamie Lynn just being like, I, no one sees me. I was obliv- like, no one cared about me for 12 years. When I was growing up, I was kept in the dark. Like why me? Like mm-hmm. no one, or cared about me like I was also going through a lot blah 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 me 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 that's kind of like what the vibe I got from the first half or the first yeah the first episode Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that's kind of like I mean literally the second you sent me that TikTok I was like of course this is gonna be like some sob story of like how she's been treated so unfairly I understand that like any publicity is good publicity but like Britney is like such a sensitive topic for so many groups mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. to yes. bring on the person who is like the biggest antagonist in this storyline, in this narrative, and give her a platform to speak. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really, truly, I don't know how I feel about that. And I feel like maybe it's just a shock factor right now. Like the shock value of this is so high. It's not really settling into people's brains, like how fucking whack this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? When I, when I first like saw this, I was like, of course she's, of course Alex Cooper is just doing this for the publicity. Like yeah. she's always like to be like a controversial, like, you know, talk about like yeah. the most controversial things. Um, I'm not like a, a religious like listener to her podcast. So I don't feel like I know like about enough about her usual like stance on things and stuff. I just I- keep coming back to, like, why are you doing this now kind of thing as like for Jamie, Jamie Lynn. And I'm just kind of like, like, I don't have any like empathy for you. Like, I don't have any sympathy for you because you had all this time and like, yeah, you might like have your own like personal battles and you might have your own kind of like, you know, whatever struggles you had in your life. But why are you just talking about that now when people are being negative to you? I think that's really the question. Yeah. It's like, you've, known that you've felt this way for so long right. why like now you know you've lived sister... your whole life yeah. feeling this way yeah <laughs> why now <laughs> why now when your sister is like finally being set free is the narrative now needs to be about you like I-, I think she's trying to gain sympathy which I understand and I you know what truly I think there is some room for sympathy to go to her mm-hmm. I really, and, that, like, and that's like the human 
like response. Like I get that. Yeah, totally. Like this is she's that family's been through hell and back in so many different ways. She was pregnant at such a young age, like fully was on a TV, one of the most sensational TV shows of all time, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for children, um, at such a young age with a sister who was the most famous pop star and continues to be one of the most famous pop stars of all time. So there's room for some sympathy. I Mm -hmm. don't think this is going to get her more. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. I think it could, if anything, backfire. I think I agree. it could remove anybody's, I, people's little bits of sympathy towards her. I don't know. But yeah, it's all just very like unsettling. Like I'm, also, I'm just kind of like, yeah. it gives me the ick. I, I don't know that I agree with this move for Alex Cooper. And I respect being controversial. I respect doing the thing that makes you money, but I don't know that I, this is the move. Of I, course. I, I will say the TikToks about this whole episode are really funny and i know Mm -hmm. like the whole idea of this is not a funny concept but purely teasing that specific interview the tiktoks are really funny (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah okay i really want to talk about the bachelor okay you're not watching yeah no claim is 100 my type so (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately i am required to watch now Mm -hmm. um and I'm fully on the hate train about, like, why the fuck is he the Bachelor? Like, we know nothing about him. Why did we choose mm-hmm. him? He never, he was, I mean, he was on the Seahawks, but, like, never played. So, um, why is he here? We don't know. I don't understand the decision. I really don't. But he's so my type. It hurts. Like, I just, like, <laughs> I have to watch. Anyways, moving on from that. Um, it is OG Bachelor. And I mm-hmm. hate to say that. One of the best seasons I've watched in years. Genuinely in years. Wow. Like, maybe Tasha's season was really good. Really, really, really good. But mm-hmm. this is, this is like Hannah Brown. Like, this is like OG. Um, who was The Bachelor? Peter? Mm-hmm. No, Colton. Colton. I didn't watch Colton's season. Wait, so who do you, who do you consider to be like OG Bachelor? Like Peter Weber, like Hannah Brown era. Like this is that OG Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. Like right? when it was still good. <laughs> they Yeah, when it was, well, it was pre-COVID. I really think that's what it is, is that it should hit, like it really just like went downhill mm. during COVID. It's at the, it's at the mansion again. They're traveling again. They're going mm-hmm. on really extravagant dates. Um, the host is a full replica of um chris harrison so it feels as if he didn't leave mm-hmm. um and yeah that's really it like i freaking love michelle uh-huh she was not meant for tv she's way too normal and healthy of a human <laughs> like uh-huh. she's like someone like i feel like you and i would probably have been friends with in like real life because like i like i don't think she made for traditionally bachelor bachelorette vibe television um Mm -hmm. i think she was honestly better than the show um but but clayton really feels like the og bachelor and the contestants it's like that og drama that's just like such petty ass shit Mm -hmm. and i'm eating it up um and the dates are so extravagant like they're really like literally the first one-on-one date was a helicopter ride around some part of los angeles um and then they landed on a yacht Oh, and then okay. proceeded to have jacuzzi time on the yacht. Okay, I see. Yeah, this is like OG. So, they saved up for this season. Oh they yeah, well- <laughs> they've been waiting for Clayton. So they're splurging for Clayton. Yeah, they are. 
So anyways, that's kind of all I have to say about it. But nice. Well, I have all. fully just given up on the Bachelor franchise. To and be it makes me sad. <laughs> Honest. I want you to watch. Um, maybe I will come back to it. I feel like I kind of started falling off the train after Katie's season. Like, I felt like I really held on. And then I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I feel like that season was, like, kind of triggering for you. No, it was very triggering to me. (laughs) So it makes sense that you were like, I'm done. And I was like, I just, like, don't want this for myself anymore. So that fully makes sense. Maybe one day I'll come back. um, But for now... I will not be getting back on that train and I will just hear about it from you. So great. Good plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we may or may not do weekly recaps of bachelor. We'll see. We'll see how the season goes, but so far yeah. not much to report other than I like it. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, Let's talk about don't look up. It's a okay. lot to unpack there. A lot. I should take a note. I swear to God. So I watched this on Christmas day, not mm. at all knowing what it was about right like fully was like i just great cast i want to watch it and mm-hmm. i made my mom watch it and mm-hmm. for anyone who's watched it it's not really a show you probably want to or a movie you don't you really want to watch on christmas day but no no i don't even know where to begin with this truly um the reaction has been interesting the reaction has yes been very interesting on social media yeah i don't know what you're seeing but Obviously, it is clear as day as to what the message behind the movie is. The cast is amazing. Um, it's very much that commentary on, you know, where our world's headed and just, you know, the complete disarray that we are currently living in. Um, I thought they executed it so well. At first, I was like, what? what am I watching? And then yeah. I kind of, obviously as the movie progresses, you you kind of start to make all the connections, everything comes together. It's one of those things where if you think too long about it and you just like really let yourself spiral into like what the message of the movie is, it's like one of those, Oh shit moments. Um, and I feel like while I was watching it and I watched it with my family too, um, like in the moment watching it, you kind of just have to like laugh about it and like kind of, you know, appreciate it for what it is. But then you like sit back and you think about what you just watched and you're like, holy shit. And I think like you said, what has been the most interesting thing is the reactions to it. Cause I remember you texting me being like, I can't believe that there are people out there who don't like understand like the point of this movie and don't understand the satire behind it. Which is very scary. It's really, it, it is the most telling thing about our entire country. Right. Is that and people it, and it's, could sit, everybody could sit and watch that movie and maybe a third to half of those people would not get it. Yeah. And that is the whole fucking point of that movie. I swear right. to God. Yeah. So, I mean, genius concept, amazing cast, definitely something that is worth a watch. And um, yeah, just wow. So I haven't even really done that much like research or like, you know, deep dives into this. I think you don't even really need to, to understand what's happening. But I do think it's one of those movies that's like, the more you watch it, or sorry, the more that you think about it, your mm-hmm. brain definitely starts to go down a spiral a little bit and you start to think through all these different things and all these different takes and angles. And you're like, 
it's kind of a mind fuck. Honestly, mm-hmm. it is. Um, and I have, it has been interesting to see the different takes on this movie and the different reactions that, that has been the most interesting part for sure. Um, I just remember watching this movie and having the moment of like, holy shit. Cause I went into it having no clue what it was about. Mm-hmm. And I, which is the point of pretty much. And I remember just at one point my mom and I were watching and we were like, oh my God. Like when it clicks, like what it's about, you're like, oh my God. You're literally like speechless. Mm-hmm. And then it occurs to you, this movie is making a point. And then it occurs to you, this movie can't end well. Like mm-hmm. there's no world in which this movie can end well because this movie purely exists to make a point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that some people are missing is that I don't, this wasn't meant to be like, a movie to like win awards and like you know like be so thought-provoking and meaningful mm-hmm. and like whatever people think film needs to be to be valuable it wasn't supposed to be the highest quality high production best written movie that was not the point of mm-hmm. the movie it these actors signed on to this movie because they wanted to make a point and mm-hmm. i think when people start to analyze the movie for the movie part of it too much they are you're missing the point (laughs) you are the exact reason this movie exists it's because you are getting way too into this into this like your world and missing the point of like this movie purely exists to make a point like if you Mm -hmm. watch interviews and like all of these things like and I think I told you this but I was like all of these people who signed on to this movie are very outspoken people and also like yeah the the point of the movie is to you know it's commentary on on climate change but the layers of what parallels our life mm-hmm. is just mind blowing. The mm-hmm. politics, COVID, like every fucking thing, like mm-hmm. pop stars, media influence, like all of these, th- like it's just brilliant. Like I think it's truly brilliant because it is such an acute reflection of the world we live in. And you mm-hmm. don't even have to think about it that hard to get that point. Yeah. Yet people are still missing it, which is mm-hmm. just the sweet, like just like the painful irony of the whole, yeah. the whole situation. Yes. yes. You don't need to be a film bro and break down this movie. You should mm-hmm. be able to sit down, watch this movie, get it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like within yeah. the first 15 to 20 minutes, you should get it. Anything else to add about that? I, you no. know, I, great. Okay. Um, I haven't watched Emily in Paris. Okay. Well, then I guess we can't talk about that, but. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. When you get out of your K-drama, okay, you probably will never leave your K-drama, like, phase, but, like, if you need a break from it, uh-huh. Emily in Paris. I know, I know, and it's, again, I think it's, like, the Hype House show, like, it'll be, like, one of those things where I'm just, like, just okay, gotta I'm, do it. I'm ready to put it on, I'm ready to watch, You've but I think I've just seen, so, well, I also have seen so many things on TikTok about Emily in Paris and how mm. freaking annoying she is, and I, like, really like ruins it. irked me like it kind of gave me like uh like not good vibes even though like I loved the first season and like obviously it's again one of those shows that like isn't really meant to be good like it's so bad that it's good and so cringe um so I will get around to it okay. I just haven't gotten there yet okay okay first season's better in my opinion um yeah. I just like again we're not watching Emily in Paris to you know mm-hmm. win awards yeah. And create thought-provoking commentary on anything. We're not. Mm-hmm. It is just watching an American live a l- beautiful, lavish, 
drama filled <laughs> fashionable lifestyle in Paris. Yes. That's really truly that's all it is. Let's not overthink it. Let's really not overthink it. Let's, let's, let's appreciate one, it for what it is. One shallow fun thing. And it's Emily in Paris. <laughs> and if that wins her awards, fucking great. Like let it she should win awards. Because she allowed us to pretend like we lived in Paris for a week. So <laughs> okay, let's talk about cheer. Um you did not watch the first season of Cheer. No. No. Okay. Well, this will mean nothing to you then. But um, okay, all I'll just say is like last season was, I mean, okay, let's remember this show was like a sensation, mm-hmm. like Tiger King sensation level of sensation on Netflix. Um, and I like genuinely forgot how fucking crazy the show was until they did a lot of flashbacks. And then I was like, holy moly, the show blew up, like genuinely was massive. Um, and they started filming again when COVID happened. So mm-hmm. That's what has taken this second season so long to come out. Um, And, uh, you know, I guess there's not a whole lot to say if you haven't watched it. But I will just say the second season is incredibly dark. Like, way more serious. Way less about cheer. Just really heavy and and just depressing. Um, And increasingly more confusing. Mm. How people remain on this team like i genuinely do not understand the cheer world especially collegiate cheer because like they're supposedly like saying like oh yeah i may or may not come back next year like blah blah, what like some of these people have been saying that for like i swear to god seven years Mm -hmm. like what like i don't i i need someone to explain i need someone on tiktok to explain how these people can keep coming back Mm-hmm. Are they going to school? Like, are, are they attending classes? Like, how are they on this team? I don't understand. And some people will be like, oh, I'm going to blah, blah school now. And I'm like, what? Like, wait, like, I'm just, just so confused how this, this whole system works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, apparently, this is like some tea for people who like don't know the cheer world. So like myself, but like, uh-huh. technically, they're only competing against one other team. And then I think there's more to it than that. I think they're competing for other titles as well. But the one where they're, like, really filming it is when they're only competing against one other team. I don't understand. I don't understand the show. Yeah, I'm just season two is really depressing. Like, I... At the did, you, finish, did you already finish the whole season? Yeah, that's what I watched most of this oh, weekend. Gotcha, and gotcha. I was just like, fuck, I just feel, like, sad after watching that. Like, it just is such a bummer to see, like, A, how fast fame, like, ruins people's lives. And B, mm-hmm. just, like, man, these people really are going through shit. And, yeah. Anyways. Dang. Wow. Um, That's tough. um, So obviously some of the most shocking news over Mm -hmm. the holiday um, was that Bob Saget passed away. Mm -hmm. For context, um, he's like my mom's age. And I think like that, that like really got me. And Mm -hmm. I, and I know, you know, quite a few of us have older parents and yeah i think that was the part where they like said his name his age and i was like holy shit that's exactly how old my mom is like sorry mom mm-hmm. really just out at your age but um <laughs> i was that was a part where i was like fuck like the world just never ceases to remind you mm-hmm. how precious it is and just it i can't think about it too much because i definitely have like a fear of death that i need to work through but like it's just those moments, like, I swear to God, it, it felt like one of those, that, like, Kobe Bryant moment, like, where yeah. it just, like, 
sucker punches you and you feel like you're I like when I heard the news I literally like like I felt like I was like in the upside down world like I was like there's no Mm -hmm. way like he literally was like going on tours and like had all these like it was I don't know and I think for I don't know about you but like I grew up on full house like I watched Mm -hmm. the reboot like I the whole nine yards so it definitely for people like at our age group it's it's a huge 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 loss one that you I feel like just no one saw it coming so oh yeah 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 no, I, I mean, I completely agree with everything you said spot on. I think it, it is just one of those things. that's like another reminder of like the world keeps turning and it's not always like the rainbows and butterflies that you want to hear. And it is very sad. I, I didn't watch the full house reboot, but I definitely grew up on full house and it's just very sad. I hope people are being respectful. Like, in the, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, people, media really tends to cross a line during these moments. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, we can end on this. How I Met Your Father, which is a spinoff slash sort of kind of reboot of um, How I Met Your Mother. And you've not watched the show. No. You should watch it. I think you would really like it. Like, I, I genuinely think if you and Luke, you just like need a show to get into to like enjoy and like it does it, it's not sure you have to like really super hard watch like you could put it in the mm-hmm. background it's like friends vibes like kind of that energy but it's really good I've watched it maybe like three times yeah it's like up there with one of my favorite tv shows oh um, my gosh okay yeah. so naturally when they were like we're gonna do a spinoff with Hillary freaking Duff I wow it. I don't think I knew Hillary Duff was in it <laughs> She's, yeah, she's, like, the main girl. I, for context, for, I'm always, like, for context. Um, But, yeah, for context, I'm a massive Hillary Duff stan. Like, love her. We love. We I, there, I genuinely can't even put into words, like, what she means to me, and especially mm-hmm. in my childhood. But, anyways, I fucking love her. And I love how much she's getting back into her, like, career again. Yeah, and, like, no, she, she just, really is. She, like, I guess she never really stopped because she was in, um, with that show that you and I watched younger younger and she was amazing mm-hmm. in it she wasn't like the lead in it so anyways I love that she just like keeps nailing the roles like she mm-hmm. really just like is booked and busy as they say yeah um but yeah I watched the first episode she's great it's written mm-hmm. well it's funny it's exactly the same type of humor um casted really well a, bu- mm-hmm. a bunch of people I've never seen before it's yeah. a pretty well-rounded well-represented cast too I think that was a a large intention given the last cast was all white Mm -hmm. um so I think that was probably something they wanted to see in the cast and so far so good I've only watched one episode but um they like tried to recreate the old apartment and I just like it's so in the bar like they really really tried to are trying to make this like an ode to like Mm -hmm. the OG how I met your mother fans and I, I think mm-hmm. that's really sweet they even did like the song like they did like a redone version of it but it's still pretty much the exact same song it's just sung by mm-hmm. a female um also the guy who plays Bart or is supposed to be like the Barney this means I know this means nothing to you but hopefully <laughs> it will mean something to someone is listening uh-huh. um the guy who plays the like because you know in and how I met your month father they basically have like the parallel character to the original show 
So similar energy, personality, humor, or whatever. It may be totally different, but like they're, they have like mm-hmm. they're equal in the show. So the equal, so Barney and the original show, his equal, who I think is his equal in this show, looks exactly like him. Really? Um, I think it's Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris, I think is Barney. Let me uh-huh. confirm that. Well, I'm looking at the poster for How I Met Your Father, and that one guy does look like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yes, so, okay. Is can it, confirm. Yeah, Tom Ainsley, Charlie. So, anyways, honestly, like, even if you haven't watched the original, it might be worth watching. I, you, here's the thing. It's the last thing I'll say about this. I'm sorry. If you have not watched the original, I still think you should watch the new, like, the reboot. But wait for the whole season to be released and, and binge it. I think that's probably okay. the only way you could keep someone's attention span for this show okay. is, if, is, it, is if you binge it. Um, for the people who, like, aren't OG, how mm-hmm. I met your mother fans. So Okay, that makes sense. And is the new, like, reboot of the show, is it, like, recreating the for like the original or is it like a new concept so i think it's i could be really wrong and i hope someone corrects me Uh uh-huh i think it's like a whole separate group of people but the whole idea is that it's the mother telling the story of how i met your father versus like the whole concept with how i met your mother is ted mosby Uh uh-huh is a dad and married and whatever and is telling his kids how he met their mother. And so the mm-hmm. whole perspective is coming from the male perspective. This Got I think it. is supposed to be the reverse. It's it's the mo- it's like a separate couple, but like the mother telling um like her kid how Got it. she met his father. I'm um, intrigued. I actually remember like during um sorority recruitment, whenever they would make us sit in the room between all of our rushing, um, what they were playing was how I met your mother. Oh, cute. So I feel like I have seen a few episodes here and there, but yeah, maybe I'll do what you said and like wait for this new reboot to like fully come out and then just like watch all those episodes i don't know we'll see who knows but i am definitely intrigued good i'm glad i could sell it hopefully i sold someone else too well (laughs) if you've made it this far (laughs) welcome back to season three you're the best we had so much to say so much and a lot of a lot of stuff we had to get off our chest yes yes so it's only fitting that this episode was long We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking around for the end of this episode and for making it to season three. We are so appreciative. Um, We will be back and active on Instagram again. So make sure you follow us there at basically anxious pod, but until next Tuesday or Monday until next Monday, we will talk to you guys all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.